Hey, what's going on? It's Top of the Dude Chain Podcast, episode 76, I think. Yeah. Is it? 76. Nice. That's from memory, folks. Memory. Good job. He's got a week-long memory. Yeah. <laughs> it lasted a whole month. man. <laughs> Don't take a week off. We can do this. Anyway, it's, uh, we had, what, the 100th anniversary of the D-Day uh, invasion of Normandy, the beach in Normandy. Whatever. Yeah. Not too long you'll see that that ninety year old dude. Or uh That jumped what? in? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't see it. That's dangerous. And it's not a hundred hundred years. It's uh how many years? Forty since nineteen forty six. I don't know how to do that. Anyway, the anniversary like, of D Day. Yeah, it'd be like was this week in be like seventieth or something. Yeah, ninety something year old dude jumps into uh Jumps into France, mm-hmm. and you see uh, the the Doomsday memo mm-hmm. where Trump signed it. Like everyone signed at the bottom, he signed it up in the upper right corner. You tell us about it. You pay All attention. Right. So there's a there's a there's a memo about D Day. Yeah. All the world leaders signed it. Yeah. Right. Everyone signs it at the bottom except Donald Trump. He signs it at top on the top. Real John Hancock there. And. Huh? Uh, and when when asked about it, he basically says, "Without America, you'd all be speaking German right now." Oh wow, so, I like it. Yeah, so I I dig it. Like the, you know, you know, I would say it's a it's a punk move, with the exception. But the the thing that doesn't make it an exception, or or doesn't make it a punk move, in my opinion, is he encourages other countries to take the same nationalistic ideals that he's taken with America. In other words, you need to do things that are best for your country. I'm going to do things that are best for my country. And I think if we all do that in a respectful way, things will be better. Yeah. So, anyway, I still think it's pretty cool that the dude has the guts to, to sign on top and say what every meme and on Google says about D-Day <laughs> <laughs> as a response. I, I think yeah. you're probably on one of two boats when it comes to Donald Trump. You're on the boat that thinks the stuff he does is, is cool and funny, or you're on the boat that can't stand it. Uh, he's, he doesn't leave a lot of room in between. He's man, a polarizing president. The man. guy keeps winning, objectively. Objectively well, winning. Like you can't. It's getting to the point where they're running out of arguments. The Mexican, the Mexican tariff. I mean, the, the, you know, we, they complain about the tariffs on Mexico. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They signed the deal yesterday. Yeah. And, and so now, because everyone kept saying, well, you know, he's, he's, he's alienating the farmers and all that because of the tariffs he put on China. Yeah. Well, Mexico and Canada <clears throat> buy more of those products than, than anybody. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, like I said, it, I mean, you know, from, I, I think people have issues with his personality, I guess. Uh, yeah, that he's getting here's the here's the thing you got you got to take that with a grain of salt because he's getting lamb blasted in what most people use as the media, yeah, as their source of information. You know, yeah, it's a little biased. He's your guy, man. I realize, but it's a little biased. <laughs> I'm not for him or against him. Sometimes he, uh, I'm just saying he's doing all this with ninety ninety four percent negative publicity against him. Yeah, every time. Well, it's like yeah. I, it's like having a boss that uh, that pays you. You don't have to like him, 
You just have to, as long as his name's on the check. Yeah, yeah you know? as as and as long as that check clears, <laughs> you just gotta. Yeah, that's no lie. You gotta take. It. You want him to be successful. Yeah, because that's kind of how it works. It's a yeah. symbiotic relationship. Yeah, you just want him. You know, as long as he makes ethical decisions, that's you and know, if it's unpopular, that's one thing. But it needs to be ethical. Well, here's here's the thing. I hear, and here's here's honestly, he got in what 2016. Started running for president in what 15. Yeah. Made his official announcement at 15. So we're four years with Donald Trump as a... He's been sort of running for president his whole life, kind of like a Jesse Jackson, but well, with, he, he with ran fewer for, legitimate attempts. He ran for it back in <laughs> maybe the 12 or... Oh, maybe it was right before Obama or right after Obama's yeah. first term. And, you know, didn't come in right and went back to the drawing board. Here's the point, though. He's been legitimate political factor since 2015 and before that there are a lot of people i i i disliked very much in the political realm Mm -hmm. and he comes in in 15 and makes all those people angry and i enjoy that yeah so you like that you like that he's uh He's stirring up the people that you don't like and kind of pushing them around a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, got gotcha. you. Yeah, so. and he's well, and he's done it on both sides. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's kind of he he went in there and he upset the old way, and now you kind of see the new way. Well, see, which and, on the left the new way is extremely stupid. On the right, it's a it's a bunch of moderate conservatives is what it seems to be. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. So is, I think that I think the next uh, the next phase is moderates versus uh, so when ultra liberals. Yeah. So when I say that he shook up the people I dislike, that was on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I thoroughly yeah, enjoy. You got some interesting takes on both sides. Yeah. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy the fact that Mitt Romney. He didn't even give. You didn't even let John McCain and George Bush get cold before you uh, started. Bashing them. That's because they're treasonous traitors. <laughs> this guy. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> but like you're Mitt, not going to get to eat eat lunch with your uh, father-in-law <laughs> ever but like, again. <laughs> <laughs> but like Mitt Romney, for example, yeah, that dude's a putz. Yeah, and uh, he's stirring that guy up. You yeah. know, so like I said, man, it's just I I do have interesting takes on political things, and yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> No, you can have it. Enough about politics, though. Yeah. NBA Finals going on as well. It's a wasted topic with me anyways. I, I don't know. follow anything. <laughs> NBA Finals going on as well. I am uh, As I'm a Spurs sit- fan, as, an, as a Spurs fan, are you rooting for or against, as you would say, Cowie Leonard? Uh, Kawhi Leonard. There you go. To me, if I have to give my favorite players, uh-huh. Kevin Durant's one, Kawhi Leonard's 1B. 1B. Two is Giannis. All right. And so those are my three top three. So I'm 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 thoroughly enjoying it. I've gotten in some Twitter arguments. You follow sports of course like you a twelve have. year old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's you. the most popular? <laughs> no man. Okay, I've liked Durant. Okay, Durant, Texas Longhorns. I've liked him since he's yeah. you know no, come I, to the league. So that's the reason behind Durant. I can see you liking that snake. Kawhi. <laughs> Kawhi, I just like the way the dude plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and I like Giannis too, you know. Yeah. But, uh, Giannis, I'll give you is more of a uh, come come on lately type thing. Yeah, you, you know? should get a t shirt that says "I love Donald Trump and Kevin Durant" and just see how many just farted faces you get from people <laughs> like, Ugh, "What's going on with this guy?" Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I've been getting in some, you know, because you know everyone kept saying 
before the the finals even started. Yeah. That the Warriors don't need Kevin Durant to win a final. And so my my disclaimer there is essentially the Warriors won their first finals, mm-hmm. their first championship with a Kyrie-less Cavs team. Yeah. You know, so they're missing their second best player. So the Cavs were depleted. Depleted. <laughs> I agree. Love then, that uh, <laughs> then uh, they gave up a 3-1 lead the yeah. next year. Then Durant comes in, and they dominate two series to which to the tune of him winning the finals MVP mm-hmm. both times. And then this year, he's hurt. They lose game one. Should have lost game two. Game three, Clay Thompson gets hurt. Mm-hmm. They're up three one now. Mm-hmm. It all works out for me. Yeah. There's there. It's either Kevin. So you Dur- see Kevin Durant walking down so if, the so, aisle and and getting great cheers in Oracle Arena and then getting this team back in it. Well, I'm just saying, either Kevin Durant comes in and leads them to a leads them three zero, the final three games of the series, and they win the MVP and wins the MVP and and takes on the trophy for the Warriors, or he doesn't come back and this core team loses yet another finals and they're one and two in the finals without Kevin Durant and I get the long troll on all these people yeah I mean well here's the argument that's going to come back to you because this is what's really going on is you have a depleted Warriors team you all can't right? do that man you just you just you just gave the Warriors an asterisk for winning a championship against a Kyrie-less Cleveland Cavaliers team that still had the best player in the NBA on that team in LeBron James, and now you're you're not giving that same asterisk to the Toronto Raptors who are playing against a Warriors team yes. who has a gimpy Boogie Cousins, a gimpy Clay Thompson who this is the first game he's come back and he's come back early. They got a gimpy who hasn't played Kevin Durant. They got a gimpy Andre Iguodala who's having to do it on the defensive end and the offensive end when he's more of a defensive guy. Hey, where, where's your dude, argument there? Dude, don't pull Kevin Durant into that because the whole basis of this They're all argument, gimpy. The whole basis of this argument is the fact that we don't need <laughs> Kevin Durant to win a finals, and I'm saying you do. So oh. you can't say, oh, they have a gimpy Kevin Durant. You, the whole purpose of had, the argument is that Kevin Durant has to be on the court for them to win the finals. But what I'm saying is if you just put <laughs> Steph Curry out there and his next two best weapons are Draymond Green, and Andre Iguodala, and a bunch of role players like Looney, yeah, they're not a championship team. But if you put their starting five out there, and instead of Kevin Durant, who they grabbed, if you have maybe a little bit deeper bench, man, they're still a good team that can probably win a championship yeah, you don't without have a, him. You don't have a deep bench because you have Because you gave it up for Clay Kevin Durant. Thompson, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Boogie, Iguodala, because you go out and you get try and get the six best players you can possibly get, so you deplete your bench. And guess what? Injuries happen. You guys got injured. Boogie and Kevin Durant took a cut to come there because they wanted to come there. Okay. They 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 went to them. Exactly. When you're the greatest, people come to you. Okay. Mm. So, I'm just saying. But you're that, the greatest because you have Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, like I've always said, the the Golden State Warriors without Kevin Durant can win a championship. With Kevin Durant, they will win a championship. That's the difference. That's I disagree. Difference. They can't win a championship without Kevin Durant. You don't think that team can win a championship, legitimately win a championship without Kevin Durant? No. You truly believe that? I truly believe that. Man, I'm glad football's I your sport. truly believe 
They did no. There's no way they dominate the way they do with just those core three players. They might not dominate, man. They can win. That team is solid. Okay, they yeah, they could they could stumble into a yeah. Because before Clay Thompson went down, they were working. No, they lost game one. They had needed late game heroics and a lazy play on Kawhi's part in game two to win. Well, yeah, but they worked. And right they were getting the... and they were getting dominated in game three before Clay Thompson got hurt. So you've got Kawhi Leonard. Dude, they are winning by double digits. They're dude with Kevin Durant, they are better. Without Kevin Durant. With Kevin Durant, still... they are a championship team. Without Kevin Durant, they are in the same book or in the same boat as the Houston Rockets and the Portland Trailblazers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Maybe a hair above the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're not they're not they're better than the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. Now hopefully we're <laughs> gonna get a little bit better. But uh I'm just the, saying the bottom line is is they have they have taken advantage. They have taken advantage these last few like without Kevin Durant, they have fallen into uh situations where players have been hurt and they've taken advantage of depleted teams their entire time. So the fact that now they are depleted just comes go it goes around, comes around, man. That's yeah. just part of the game. And where I disagree is when they took Oklahoma City out when Oklahoma City had Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant got beat by a team that you think can't win without him. No. Kevin Durant gifted, gifted that series. Okay, so you you have a player that you say is your favorite player, Josh, and Mm -hmm. you believe that he gave away. He made a bonehead move at the end of that game seven. (laughs) Look, just like Kawhi made a bonehead move at the end of game two. Harrison Barnes came out the (laughs) other day and they said, of all the teams that you've played, all those Cleveland teams, you know, which one was your. which one was the uh, best team that you played against? You know, was it LeBron with Kyrie or who? And he said it was the Oklahoma City Thunder. We didn't have an answer for them. I don't know how we won that series. Right. Kevin Durant dribbled the ball six times over. They the won top that series because they just stuck it out. Yeah, they they got a roll. Listen, man. The bottom line is the Raptors are lucky to be there. If that ball doesn't bounce four times on the rim and then go in, we probably have the Sixers in the finals. Yeah, and and I, I mean, obviously or, that's true because if it, like you said, if it didn't bounce in, they're not I mean, coming they're, in. That's what I'm saying. You sometimes you just get bounces. Sometimes you get you play you play. But look at the Raptors' makeup, though. They're they're a pretty solid team, head to toe. They're not they're not just great players everywhere, but they're pretty solid head to toe. They got a they got a good rotation, and then they've got Kawhi Leonard, who could very well be the best player in the NBA. Like you said, to the 1A of Kevin Durant, you know, 1B being Kawhi Leonard, and then obviously LeBron James always has to be thrown in there, even if he's old. I mean, those those and, are those are three guys that no defense can just take out of a game. They're going to get the theirs. They're going to get theirs, and then if you need a defensive stop, they're the kind of guys that can make that defensive play. And that's and I think and that's, that's they're kinda, X factors. And that's kind of where offensively, Steph Curry is the best player in the league. He's the best offensive player in the league. Yeah. Hands down. I'd say probably Kevin Durant. Quite possibly. I'm just talking about pure shooter. Oh, yeah, he's the best just, shooter. Yeah, he's a, the best just shooter. Just score. He's just going to score. But just scoring offensive. at will, he has to come off a screen, and he has to, right, he has to work saying, for it. Dude, Kevin Durant can, can be falling on the I mean, ground he's and throwing than, up. He's better than Miller. Yeah. He's better than Ray Allen. I mean, I, I've never seen anybody shoot as well as he has. No, he can light it up. And... But yet he's a defensive. I mean, if you're watching this series, that, that that poor dude is getting put on Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, and those guys are just torching him. Yeah, 
you know, their their rotation is is less now because they do have people who are injured and can't play full minutes or can't play that's at all. That's true, and that's what I'm saying. And the, while on the other side of it, you've got Toronto, who has reduced their minutes for their guys, and they're just playing their top guys a lot of minutes and just killing them with the bad matchup. I'm going to tell you who's who's if, – if, if the Raptors win this series, I'm going to tell you – I mean, Kawhi is obviously the guy who – I mean, he's he's the stud. I mean, he he's the he's the main reason. Yeah, he he's he's almost impossible to stop on both ends of the court because he can take your best player but out, and you can't take him. But that's out. the obvious choice. Yeah, Kyle so Lowry. You got to beat him with everybody else. Kyle Lowry is the second that. choice. Kyle Lowry is is playing phenomenal right now, and then that little point guard that backs him up is there's no there's no drop off in point guard play between those two. Yeah. In fact, you actually have a better with that with that second guy. You have a better defensive player on on Curry than than when Lowry's in there. Yeah, but the guy that probably's not going to get a lot of credit but deserves it is Serge Ibaka. Yeah, that dude is Mister Windex. <laughs> was, I'm telling you, man. Like there was there was one there was probably a one five minute span where they tried to just throw layups and I mean just stuff kept getting swatted into the second row. Yeah, if he wasn't getting into foul it's just trouble, good that he's playing good now because he actually kind of played sloppy in the other yeah, series. Yeah, well in game one he didn't look good. Yeah, um, but but I think he's but and the thing is he's he's still in foul trouble now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he gives Gasol the opportunity to come out uh, quite a bit and rest, uh, and then you get that offensive production from Gasol. Oh, but man, dude, he's cleaning glass. Yeah, I mean it's it's fun. I like Ibaka from that. He, he, you know, I enjoyed Ibaka from that defensive standpoint. He frustrated me when he kept trying to stu- shoot that fifteen to twenty foot jumper all the time and, mm-hmm. and never make it. But if you enjoy people getting people getting their stuff swatted in the second row, Serge Ibaka's your dude. Especially, Did, have you series. seen his show on YouTube? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh okay, it's a it's a food kind of interview show because you know Sergi that's Blanca. the that's the biggest thing now is a food interview you know hot ones and stuff like yeah. that you you get on there and uh, you, you eat something either weird or hot or Did something you see like Holly that. Berry's speaking of hot ones dude Holly Berry totally destroyed <laughs> Holly Berry she cleaned Did wings you see that yeah yeah she dude Holly like she it, cleaned wings and the stood it the whole way. And even when she got to the hottest one, she still didn't drink that milk or the water or anything. Yeah, the Scoville and she still rating. cleaned it. She didn't take a nibble. Yeah. She she cleaned the wings. For those, those who don't know uh, uh, this show, First We Feast, uh, Hot Ones is the name of the show. It's put on by the YouTube channel, First We Feast. Sean Evans is the host. He brings people on. He interviews them while they eat gradually 10 wings, and they gradually get hotter or higher the Scoville rating. Ridiculously and, hot, yeah. Too. Those like yeah. million Scovilles, yeah. like ghost peppers, your, and your your blazing wings yeah. at Buffalo Wild Wings are mid level. Carolina man. Reapers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, I got like, one that's that chocolate bootle or whatever pepper. They, yeah, they start with sriracha. That's the yeah. first one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, people take little small bites of it and they nibble it, and then they're drinking milk and eating donuts and all that. Halle Berry just cleans, cleans every wing the way yeah. you should to the bone. <laughs> Doesn't sweat. Does the interview? No, she sweats a little bit. She I mean, but I'm about just sweating. saying, not 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 the way everyone else, not no, the way Shaq sweated. She she handled it like a boss. Yeah, yeah. So, Bay. Anyway, go ahead. Serge Ibaka's right. food show. Serge Serge has this show called How Hungry Are You? And you come over to his house, and he discusses, you know, what he's going to feed, and then he goes and greets his guest. And uh, you know it's it's a lot of guys he's played with, people on his team or whatever else. Kawhi actually did one and. I think Kawhi is funny. I know a lot of people say he's weird. If 
in my opinion, he's pretty funny in this one. I, I like his, his he's personality. Just, I mean, he's just got, yeah, he's just, he just doesn't talk a whole lot, but yeah. you know, laugh. Yeah, that's actually a pretty, when y'all do it together, it actually sounds like it. If one of you did it, it wouldn't, but when you do it together, it sounds like it. But the guy's talented. Uh, so anyways, you need to check it out, though. It's called How Hungry Are You? Um, he got what they call the bench mob. So it was, you know, their second unit to come over. And, uh, you know, he, he feeds you like weird, gross stuff. And then he, and then he asks you all these questions while you're, you know, thinking about what's he going to open up from that plate. What We know it's going to be weird. We've seen the other episodes. So he's asking you all these serious questions while you're kind of panicking about what you're going to have to eat. And then uh, kind of same deal, you know, like with hot ones, you know, you get pretty good answers because people are nervous enough that they're yeah. not able to, they're not you know, kind of, kind of, you know, give their is he as good as Sean interview Evans? questions that they give, you know, like at the at the games and stuff. Is he as good as Sean Evans is at the interviewing process? He's pretty hilarious. Because here's the thing about Serge. Serge is uh, he's very direct. And he never cracks a smile or anything, and he asks pretty tough questions. He straight up asked Kawhi Leonard, "You coming back next year?" <laughs> you <come?" laughs> I was Ka- like, "Hey, man, you can't ask me that." <laughs> what Kawhi said? He's like, man, "You can't ask me. I, I don't know." He's like, "You coming back?" And then he just starts talking about stuff. He's like, "I've worked hard all year trying to be friends with you, trying to be good to you, so you come back next year." You know. And anyways, it's it's pretty funny. I don't want to give Kawhi. it away. You need to you need to watch it because the back and forth between Kawhi and Serge is actually pretty funny. Their personalities. Um, actually, you're pretty funny together. Yeah. But uh, he feeds him a pizza with a giant bull penis on it. Oh. <laughs> and, and they take a bite of it, and both of them are just like, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's gourmet food, you know, where, you know, like, this oh. is a delicacy in China or something like that. It's straight up fear factor stuff on top of something Serge made. So it's like this little crusty pizza that Serge made himself that he's not a professional cook. And then he just drops a bunch of bull penis on it oh, <laughs> and they're supposed to eat on, it surge. so anyways it's kind of surge punking everybody that comes on his show while he asks them pretty hard questions you need to check it out though it's a good one i don't want to give too much away you think why comes uh, back how hungry are you check it out i think Kawhi comes back no you don't think he goes even if they win no if anything, he's just shown the world how great he is. Where do you and, think he goes? And that he's dedicated to winning no matter where he is. But, you know, I think he could – he could if he can take or leave San Antonio, he can take or leave Toronto, and he's just going to end up going where he wants to go. Where is that? Who knows? Do you think he goes to – Do you think a, anybody knows? I mean, I'm just saying, do you think yeah, he goes – Yeah, he's from L.A., but he claims Cape Town, you know. I mean – But he, do you think he goes back to a, a big market like L.A. or New York, or do you think he tries to – I genuinely believe Kawhi Leonard when he says, I'm just here to play basketball and get better. Well, yeah, but here's the other thing is, and, and you need to watch the interview because you really get a lot of insight into Kawhi Leonard and his inner thinking and what motivates him. Um, Serge asked him, you know, what would you do if you weren't playing basketball? He says, man, I'd probably work with numbers, you know, you know kind of on the business side. He said, even when I was a kid, I was trying to figure out, you know, what it takes to buy a house and – what I need to do to buy a house and all the stuff. And he said, so I've always just been kind of into that, you know, kind of financing yeah, you know, and money and stuff like that. So honestly, it could just be that Kawhi is like, you know, I got, I got this long of a career. I can make this much money. I can do this and this and this. And he's probably looking at it like anywhere I go, I'm going to get to play the game I love and play basketball. 
So where can I get the best deal that's on my terms? Well, and that, so that's what he's going to do is he's going to probably go to whoever can give him the deal that is the most valuable wants, to him. He wants to win though. So yeah, but not, anywhere he goes, he's going to win. <laughs> he's not going to go to Charlotte or or. Well, no, but but I don't know if those teams can offer him you know the best deal because he's going to consider more than just how much money can you that, pay that's me. That's my point. He's kind of like LeBron. He's going to be thinking how much money can you pay me? How much control am I going to have over my own but career? That's, but that's the clarification I'm trying to put yeah, out there. It's not going to be just who's going to give him the max deal. No, it's going to be who has the most ideal for what he's trying to accomplish right. in his life, on and off the court. Because he knows that he knows that on the court. He can get it done Utah. because all that takes is him doing what he's good at and what he loves. Yeah, so I mean, he's going to be thinking about everything else. He needs a good support staff, obviously. Yeah. Because they are double teaming him uh, in these yeah. finals. And Danny Green is shooting lights out. Yeah. Uh, Lowry's taking over when they, when, you know, when they do, when they do end up doubling him with, with whoever Lowry's taking advantage of Curry. And, Cause and, you know, I think he liked the Spurs organization other than they just weren't player first. That's I mean because he he was one of those guys that their player he first. didn't like that whenever he had uh you know he shut it down says I'm in charge of me they didn't like that and they spoke out against it and we're like no at the Spurs we're all about the brand and Quas like I'm the brand you know I think that's what was going uh, on there. I think, and the big one there was like you know Tony Parker could be Tony Parker called him out and that was kind of the I want out type of yeah because they backed Tony Parker Tony Parker called him out for it. Yeah, um, and then the Spurs basically kind of. Well, and that was probably a revealing moment for Kawhi. I don't think he's petty enough to take one incident. I think it's no. Overall... I, I, that, that's what I'm saying is I think I think there was a. Here's the thing, man. Like, like they used to rest. Like Tim Duncan. Yeah, they rested that dude forever. He was on the. He was on the. What is it? The DNP that. Uh, yeah. Does not play or doesn't play or whatever. It's uh. He was on that one time and for a reason they always list you know ankle or back soreness. Pop put old. <laughs> yeah, and, but that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so I do I mean, think yeah. I think the preservation of their players was a. Uh, uh, but it was for the benefit of the brand, not for the benefit of the player. Yeah, but Kawhi Leonard is your brand. Yeah, that's that's I think I think I think that's where it went away though. But I think I think you're right. I think the just the kind of defining moment was Tony Parker called him out, yeah. and they didn't do anything to Tony Parker. But, which, but, but it, if you get a chance, if you're curious about Kawhi Leonard and you want to know more about him because he doesn't give you a lot, honestly, that interview with Serge, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, yeah, you said he's in the numbers. You look. Remember when he came on the scene in the finals against the Heat when they won? Yeah, and he won uh, Series MVP. Uh, the big thing about him is he was still driving like a 90, 94 yeah. Tahoe. Yeah, investing his money and, and using yeah. it other ways. And they yeah. asked him that, you know, about the Tahoe, and he goes, it still runs, and, and if I if I buy a car, then it depreciates X amount, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you could kind of tell that he just throws those things. You're like, dude, yeah, it's cheaper to fix this thing than it is to go buy a new car. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he was uh, he was thinking about this when he was young, so he's making mature responses. Was he a rookie decision. then? I don't think second year he was. No, he, he, was he wasn't a rookie. I think was, we. I think we took him out his rookie year. He was still on a uh, rookie contract though, so he wasn't making as much he's making. Now. No, no, he you wasn't know. making a whole lot. Anyway, it's, it's crazy. It seems like he hasn't been in the league that long because uh, you know he had that that long injury and everything else. But uh, yeah, he's been in the league for a while now. Well, again, that's the other. That's the the calculation part of it as well. Yeah, you know he he wanted that hammy to get. 100% before yeah. he extend that career a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So, 
And I, and I think you're going to see that precedent set for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, Braun Braun, as soon as they uh, got eliminated from the playoffs, that dude shut it down. Yeah. You know? So, so uh, if y'all want to switch gears off sports for a little bit, yeah, me and the wife are uh, looking for something to do this evening. And uh, we thought maybe we'd go to a movie and uh, looked at the options. Looks like Godzilla and Dark Phoenix are getting horrid reviews, man. Yeah, I, I is Dark Phoenix the X Men one? Yeah, yeah. it was Zan, Sansa Stark or whatever's in it, or yeah. whichever Stark, not Stark Girl. See the yeah. thing, the redheaded Stark Girl, the redheaded one. The Jean Grey Phoenix story, yeah, is not a very popular story, and it's been done. Yeah, yeah. X Men's a tough movie, man. Yeah, they it's you know First Class movie. was great. Uh, Days of Future Past was okay. Apocalypse was was terrible. I didn't like Apocalypse. Apocalypse was really bad. Yeah. And uh, and Days of Future Past had some weird points to it. I thought yeah. it was like a 50-50 well, movie. It and was tried, really great at times, and then it let me down real bad yeah, at times. Yeah. But they, it's like trying to get people excited about telling the exact same story again, only like, what, maybe eight years after you told the last, you know, yeah. the last iteration of it. Kind of... It was bad. And if... And after Apocalypse, you knew it was only going to be worse than that. Like, they weren't going to recover from it. Here's, so. here's how bad it is. When people look back, all they're going to really remember and, and love is Wolverine. And, I mean, yeah, his mo- the, the X-Men movies with Hugh Jackman aren't that good at all. Uh, the Wolverine no. standalone movies, other than Logan, aren't that yeah. good at all. But yet... That's the standout. That's that's oh, yeah, the one because, thing that everybody's yeah. holding on well, to. Because Logan, is, Logan was great because that is the that was a good movie. That <laughs> is the that's perfect that movie. Gets real. Yeah, <laughs> that is the perfect casting of a of a character. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Jackman is as Wolverine. I don't know if I call it perfect, just for the simple fact that Wolverine was supposed to be kind of a short, stumpy, grumpy guy. And Hugh Jackman's like a six foot three model. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> yeah. Hugh, Jack, but Hugh Jackman. But he's a good actor and he, he pulled it off. But I mean, he looks like him too. He, he could mean, get buff and he's a good actor. Yeah, and he, you know, the chops worked. I mean, they just did a great yeah. job. I mean, they, they. You look at that early one, though, that hairdo. They <laughs> the bottom yeah. line is, is whatever they did to Hugh Jackman to make him Wolverine, those yeah. people are being studied right now in schools because. Yeah. Because in him and Tony Stark um, are probably the two most well yeah. casted characters ever. Yeah, Downey did a good job. Yeah, he may be the most perfectly casted character of all time. Yeah. And Hugh Jackman is doing... Because, you know, that, uh, that whole uh, Tony Stark deal, he's not a very likable character at any point. I don't know. There might be some people who love him in the comics or in, you know, the animated stuff that's been out and everything, but I never well, he's cared been... about following a rich guy who wasn't cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I like the brooding Batman. You know, he's rich and all, but... Tony Stark was just always obnoxious to me, and then Downey comes around and somehow gives it a charm. Well, he gives it the, the he gives it that he has to grow on you type of personality. Yeah, well, it's, it's got a charm to it. Yeah. I mean, he he somehow pulls that off. But I'll tell you this, man: Hugh Jackman is doing everything in his power to ruin to make that, that Wolverine <laughs> the most awkward thing ever. Your guy, Everything. Is, is your guy hurting you, man? Dude, was the, I had to quit following him on Instagram. Was, was the man. Ringling Brothers movie the, the last one? Dude, it's draw? worse than that, man. Now I'm watching his, like... You know his, he's like a thespian and a yeah. dancer Yeah, well, all. yeah, I think he's more of like a, like a no, 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 live I agree. play he type actor. Like a musical would be his ideal and thing. And that's what he's yeah. doing now, and he's and yeah. that's what you see on his Instagram yeah. Here, I I've, I've started following him on Instagram. <laughs> Josh, boy, he, he wants all of his people in a little box. Oh, no. 
I started falling Don't get out of my box, man. You're killing my heroes. You know Logan when he's running through the woods and he's just slicing people up and all that? Yeah. They showed the 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 overlay when he's basically watching it and they got the microphone in his face and he's got to reenact it for sound and all that. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. So I'm like, I'm going to start following this dude. I mean, it was it was a cool little minute video. So I, yeah. I started following him on Instagram. And he started doing ballet. And you then got I mad. started seeing, man, his choreograph, you know, stuff and yeah. and all that. And you're just kind of like, Oh, dude. <laughs> Chore- pretty- choreography isn't mainly for a dance piece. <laughs> these, two, these are two different people, man. Yeah. That's he's not an, the Wolverine. He's that. an actor. He sold you, though. That's how good he is. Yeah, that's, that's how no, good he is. No, I agree 100%. You thought he was Logan. 100%. That's, that's my point. He played the Wolverine role so well yeah. that it's ruining everything else that he does in real life. Cause I just for see, you. Yeah. Because I see like out there. Like a billion women on the planet who disagree. <laughs> Well, no. I, just, I can't. I can't think of another role he's been in that I was like super impressed with, or that I really stuck with me. Well, I mean, the one about the the circus was. I mean, he he's just a good actor. Yeah, the I mean, great. I mean, the Greatest Showman's okay, but I mean, he's just a good actor. I mean, he's just he's not going to get to yeah. the fact that he can do Wolverine so well and still not get typecasted into it. Well, he is, did some. Think about his movies, though. He did some what? Some romantic comedies. He's done. Uh, what were his romantic comedies? Rom cam, rom coms. Yeah, that's the way to say. Um, yeah, rom coms. He, I think he did a Woody Allen movie one time a long time ago. No, I can't no. remember what it was called. Um, but then uh, Woody he Allen did one. Be in show. Didn't he do one where he was from the past? Like he was a like a seventeenth century guy in regular times or something or yeah that, uh, seems like I, I remember something I, like that yeah it's it was a forgettable one i forget i forget what it's called he's anyways the, he's the second most famous hue on google you know who the first one is hefner yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a hard one man oh what was it called? Uh, was it tristan and something another Maybe he might have been in that one. But then, you know, he did that Australia movie that was... Uh, that bombed epically. Yeah, it was kind of a... Which is actually an okay film if you actually watch it. It's just like five hours long. Yeah, it, it's long and uh, it's kind of like, like a lot of those movies that are like that. You know, there's a lot of drawn out scenes and everything for drama, I guess. But uh, but he did that one and then... Um, he, was the, he was the bad guy in Chappie. Yeah. Which, which I... Oh, Blackbeard and Pan. You remember that one? Yeah, see that was a, movie that Pan. was a terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. that was kind of cool though. He's singing Nirvana <laughs> in a musical form, but but anyways, yeah, he's. I mean, he's done. I, I mean, I couldn't sit here and list every movie he's done, but I mean, he's done a bunch. He did a, like he did a couple robot movies there in a row. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. He does a lot of stuff. It's just it's he's all over the place, man. He's a good actor. Yeah. Real Steel. Real Steel. Yeah, Stella. that was yeah. one of them. See, I think he's more. I think he's a B-list actor for, for me. What? Yeah, he's B-list. He's a like talent-wise. Like he's or? not gonna walk away with an Oscar, man. Does he not have one? Uh, probably. <laughs> if he's singing a movie, you've he should have gotten one for Logan, probably. Yeah. Well, well you know, they're they're want, talking about people like signing a petition to get Robert Downey Jr. an Oscar for just for playing that character for so long. Yeah. All right. So, so Hugh well. Jackman has won a Golden Globe. He's won a Grammy. He's won he's primetime Emmy. Yeah. He's won a Tony. He's got probably got a ton of Tonys. He has zero Oscars. Oh, yeah. No EGOT for him. He was yeah. in some movie where he was a magician. They expect him to get the EGOT. Uh, What's the one where the two magicians are battling it out? Not, it, there was the Prestige, and then there was another one. That, that's the Prestige. 
Okay. The prestige. The the one you're th- the other one is the one with uh, Edward Norton. That's the illusionist. Yeah. The the prestige was actually not a bad movie with Christian Bell. Yeah, it was not a bad movie. Yeah. It was weird. But it was it weird. It was weird how it delved off into like uh, Nikolai Tesla and all that stuff. Yeah, too. it was really weird. It, it took some. It took some strange yeah. turns. Dude, along he was not a great movie. He was in Swordfish. Yeah, he, he was the main character he was the in Swordfish. In Swordfish. Yeah, no, I just forgot. Yeah. It. Which is a all you remember is Halle Berry, Halle Berry, and, <laughs> and John Travolta. Those are the two. When you say yeah, Swordfish, yeah. Halle Berry and John Travolta. Swordfish Speaking is a that, stupid movie. By John, Speaking I of John Travolta, watch John Travolta, man, dude, so I'm good. not a big fan of John Travolta. I liked him in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's just a great I movie. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, him in uh, From Paris with Love. Oh, I thought you were going to say Phenomenon. No, no. I thought from, you were going to say Urban Cowboy, maybe. No, From Paris <laughs> with Love. Have you seen that one? Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> I did. They actually took my face. Nobody's off. seen from Paris with love. Nobody. Oh, unless they have a Starbucks cup. You should right now. You should. Good yeah. move. Go get a nice Americana and, and, I, and watch it. And I enjoyed Face Off, but cut I enjoyed it more for Nicolas Cage. And I thought yeah. I actually thought John Travolta brought that movie down. John Travolta and Nicolas Cage are are two that I think when I was a kid I could overlook it and I could watch their action movies and stuff. But now that I'm older, I can't I can't watch those guys. They just. Dude, you know, the, here's the only movie that, that John Travolta is even, I can watch, and he's in it, and I don't really care for his... Pulp Fiction? No, Wild Hogs, man. Never Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs? With him with and like Tim all, Allen? All the old comedians? Where they're, where they're like the uh, the old middle-class yes. white guys on motorbikes. Yeah. You know, I, know what you're, I know what movie And then is. They, 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 they run into some real bikers out on the road. <laughs> yeah, I've never, seen, I've never seen it, but I know what it you're is. talking about. It's it, dumb, but is man... Is it Martin Lawrence? Martin Lawrence is in it. William H Macy, Ray Liotta. It's uh, Ray Liotta's the the actual biker tough guy. Anyways, it is a dumb comedy. But if you, we had the in laws over one time, and I was looking for something we could watch that maybe everybody'd like, and I put it on there. Me and Chuck got a lot of laughs. <laughs> a bonding <laughs> moment for you and your father in law. Huh? Yeah, man, we got a lot of laughs. We were cracking up. It's very much a dad movie. It is. Yeah. It is. It is the daddest movie. Were you a dad at the time? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You you haven't been married in a. You're married. Your husband time and your dad time don't have a lot of months between them. Don't just enough months. Yeah, just enough months, but not a lot. The exact number <laughs> needed. <laughs> like nine months. Yeah. The exact number needed. I keep forgetting that because, like, I went, I went. I don't know. We're what year are we in? 2019. Yeah. So I'm coming up on 14 years. Yeah. So yeah, I went I went four four years. Yeah. Almost five before uh we had the kids, so or almost four. Noobs. Yeah, I know. You we beat you to marriage, you beat us to baby. Yeah. Yeah. You do you think like you think people like Because my wife kinda makes a big deal of that. Really? She's the oldest. So she wanted to have older kids. No, women act absolutely do make a deal out of that. I'll hey, tell you one hundred percent for a fact. Because <laughs> when we found, when we found out Carly was pregnant, it's like, oh, cool, okay. And uh, Shannon's like, oh man, like I want to first. And it's like, really? It's like I want to not have kids for like two more years. Calm down. I want to have kids. Care first. less what other people are doing. This is about us. Here's yeah. the thing: I never want to have kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, you screwed that up three yeah, times. I yes, I did. <laughs> Yeah. No, paying attention in health class. I, I think that's more of a thing <laughs> for chicks. That works. That's more of a thing for chicks. That's all I'm saying, dude. That that because that that's weird to me. Like yeah. I should, I'm the oldest, so I should be the first one. Uh, whatever. And I'm, you know, so I don't 
I don't get that. Yeah. But apparently for women, there's... But, you know, having babies for women is a... Ordeal. <laughs> you know, it's an, it, you know, people having babies, you know, because yeah. there are, you know, because there are difficulties, you know, people have, and then there are other people that don't have difficulties. And, yeah. And if you're having difficulties having children, and then you see people around you having children, then... Because a lot of women, for some reason, put their their value in that. It's kind of I don't know if it's ingrained in the culture. Yeah. It used to be big time back in the day. You know, if you couldn't couldn't have children, you were kind of wrote off. You know, and, yeah. And so I don't know if that's just kind of ingrained in them. Well, or it not. could it could be demographically different too. Just to you know, across right. different different groups of people and stuff, you might you might see some that value things differently. So I don't know it. Um, like, you know, back in the medieval times. I don't know if it's something you can just put a widespread on everybody as saying, you know, that they care about I'm their just, babies uh, being first and stuff like that. No, I'm just, I'm the, well, I agree. 100%. Within a family, maybe. Within a family, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. But then you, but my point is, though, is if you're trying to have children as a woman, like if you're trying to have children as a dude, I don't think it's as important as if you're trying to have them as a woman and people around you keep having babies. Does yeah, that make oh, sense? Okay, yeah. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. but. You know, back in the day, medieval times, like your value. Think about the stress of thinking like you want to get pregnant real bad. This is you know on the girl side of it. You want to get pregnant real bad, but at the same time, you know the kind of work, blood, sweat, and tears that's well, going to go into the <coughs> the delivery of this child. I mean, the, so there's probably a lot of anxiety that's valid. Well, and here's <laughs> the other thing. The other thing is a dude can have babies up until he's eighty or ninety. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Whereas a in a clock. woman, yeah, yeah, there's a biological clock. So yeah, and all that. So you have it's just a different dynamic between men and women. You yeah. know, but in medieval times, we got the easy. We got the we got the straw for the easy half of it. So, yeah. oh, I agree. <laughs> but in, the, in and that's but that's the funny thing. In the medieval times, your value as a woman was was determined on how many boys you could you could you yeah know, <laughs> clock out. And the funny thing is, is like. Women have nothing to do with that. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It's all based on on what the dude does, yeah. and it's like yet their value was determined on on whether they could give you know their husband a son yeah. to carry on the name. It's called the Dark yeah. Ages. Exactly. I think it's just yeah. I think it's just nature to some degree. Yeah. You know, for the same reason, That's what like I'm saying. I just men want to be able to lift heavy things and oh, be yeah. strong. Like women, women don't care hey, about being of, strong. Hey, speaking of lifting heavy things, heard you blew your back out this week. Heard no, your, I didn't blow. I didn't. I didn't blow it heard out. Your, your back locked up on you. No, and what's funny is it wasn't. It wasn't heavy weight. It was like a. Uh, I thought. I thought I was going to a cardio class because I'm yeah. trying to like cut cut back, and uh, it was like this sculpting class. And um, our buddy Chris Mc, McKnight. Yeah, McKnight was there. Which he, what's funny is he smoked me in that class because I was hurting bad. He, he's been getting after it. And, like, oh, uh, man, we got to give that guy credit. Yeah. And uh, well, that's what he came up. He goes, "Hey, man, I lifted with Corey uh, today." Uh, in my sculpting class, I cool how that go. He goes, his back locked up, dude. It locked <laughs> up, and I went, oh, that's funny. Last time he listed with me, his back locked up. Dude, my any well, and the thing is, it's it was all squats, and it, we, you probably do a thousand squats in that class. Mm-hmm. Body you, weight? No, I had a uh, like a thirty pound kettlebell, but uh, it's like what actually what did it the most was like the step ups and i think it was just like your you know your back's kind of off kilter when you're lifting that weight so is your back locking up it, or is the lower back pump just cuz cuz i know when i do when i do deadlifts and i do squats 
I get a lower back pump that that straightens you out. Yeah, yeah you know, it makes kinda, it makes you no, feel no, no, like no, no, your no. back's This going this out. was like a like a cinched up like pain, okay. and yeah. like I mean, there was almost like every once in a while until it loosened up. Like I would just be walking, and there would be a sharp pain that kind of shot across my back. I don't yeah. know if it's like a pinched nerve or something, but yeah. it was it was bad. Okay. But oh yeah, I was just making sure. No, I failed. I failed real bad. Because yeah, when I hit that lower back, it'll it'll you know once it starts getting the the juice is flowing through it and, and the yeah. pump and it, it kind of, it feels like, you know, you're, you're you, you feel like yeah. you need an adjustment from a chiropractor. Yeah, I, I remember uh, the first time it was in, it was in Iraq. We were, uh, we had to take a, you know, we're always on like a, like a 15 minute recall. So we went to the gym and we took the radio with us and, uh, we had just finished like my first set of deadlifts ever. And of course, you know, my form was all terrible and whatever, but we get a call that it's time to go. And I remember, we start running back because, you know, we have to get all our stuff on and go. We're all in shorts and a T-shirt. Yeah. And as I'm running, like I'm running and then like it's like my back starts going like this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, like I think I pull, like I thought I had done something wrong because I was just like stuck like this, like trying to run. <laughs> but no, that lower back pump, it'll, it'll straighten you out real quick. Yeah. Oh, man. Fix your posture. Yeah, I'm, I remember. Like I, I, I've only had it happen one time where my back is seized up on me. Like a lot of people talk about it. I'm like, man, you know, like I never re- it happened to me one time where I I was walking around like Quasimodo. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't straighten up at all. Yeah. And I went to the went to the chiropractor that afternoon, and what he says is it twists your spine your your spine out of alignment, and your lower back muscles trying to compensate. So if your your spine gets twisted, once the side that hurts is trying to pull the spine back into alignment, and so that's what gets it to lock up. Hmm. So he had this little, it was pretty cool. It was like, it looked like a tuning fork and he just went down each vertebrae and it measured it. And then it went in again and, and it just kind of just slowly twist the, and I'm like, man, I don't think this is going to work. Cause he kind of explained it to me and, and right. there wasn't a lot of pressure on it, but sure enough, man, as soon as he got done with it, he goes, all right, stand up. And it's like, Oh, Oh, that worked. <laughs> hey, no. And then anyway, he said, it's easier to do that and then go in. And then we went in and he, you know, did the alignment. And, okay. Things start popping. It's pretty. It's just interesting how the body works. Yeah, yeah. I think I need to be a little bit more proactive on my lower back health. Maybe see a chiropractor or something. Yeah. Or yeah, man. If your back starts going out, you'll hit those. Last lifts, thing you want to do is you know have golden years of pain and agony. Well, and that's the thing is is you got to yeah. take care of those things early when you're young and have good insurance. And and that's what I'm saying. I I I deadlift like a champ uh, on a regular, and mm-hmm. I was. I had to lay some sod last weekend, yeah. 500 square feet of, of fescue, uh, and got the lower back pump in it. And I was sore uh, Saturday, but Sunday, man, didn't even feel it again. Yeah. You know, so that's one thing that I, I, I dread is neck and back surgeries. So yeah. I, I kind of work on those two things as much as possible. Yep. That and skin cancer, man, that's the one that gets a lot of us. A lot of guys, yeah. a lot of guys are going to end up with skin cancer because we don't like putting on sunscreen. I'm one of the worst. Yeah, no, I'm with you. My granddad had it too, and I still don't put on screen screen. You know what I'm seeing too is a lot of guys I work with, uh, hands, top of the hands, get it real bad. Um, and you think about it, a lot of times, you know, you rub it all over your arms, your neck, and everything. You got to make sure you get it on your hands yeah. too. Your hands see a lot more sun than anything. You know where I hate sunburn? Where's My that? Lips. Yeah, dude, I'm. Yeah, I would rather have it all dried out all right over my body yeah. except my lips. If I, as long yeah. as my lips aren't, they got SPF chapstick. You have to I, get you some. I use it okay. all the time for that reason. That's what I'm saying. Like my shoulders and all that would be peeling, but the lips are glistening, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I 
because I can't stand the sunburnt lips. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, well, well, what kind of time we got? Do we need to give some more content? Oh, yeah, we got 15 minutes, man. All right, well, I don't know what you got. I don't have anything, man. That, they, you, weak. I'm going to tell you this, man. You weren't lying when you said you were creeping out Willie Nelson, man. That picture? Yeah, I'm going to. Told wanna, you, man. I was happy. I was a happy little guy. You were a lot happier than he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, hey, man. Back off a little bit. He had, have to, go, you seen he had to go smoke another one just to even out. <laughs> have you yeah. seen, have you, Corey, did I show you Jeff's uh, Jesus picture? Yes. Yeah. He yes. did. He did. I, he did. Uh, buddy Jesus. I, I did the. Uh, at VBS, I was asked to be Jesus because I have a uh, pretty sweet and epic beard that does maybe look a little Middle Eastern. So <laughs> <laughs> I get asked to be Jesus a lot, which I like because it makes for an accurate Jesus. They they didn't make me wear the long haired wig, and you didn't wear the blonde wig. I didn't look like a <laughs> I didn't look like a Trustafarian from SoCal. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, yours. Here you go. It's a good looking guy right there. You can trust you can trust that guy. <laughs> if there's anybody you can trust, it's that's that guy. A, that's the funny thing is I just walked by the classroom and saw it and just <laughs> Like you're walking past the door and then you have to step back and be like, Whoa. I immediately started rolling. Yeah. Like it was One it was of the kids one. said, We all know who you are. <laughs> like, yeah. Is that yeah. my kid? No. no Gunner was actually doing all right. He was staring at the wall the whole time, just kinda looking around. I, I always try to have a good time when uh I get asked to be an actor for the kids. Oh, yeah, man. Time travelers. Yeah, anytime I can embarrass my mom just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Overdoing it in time travelers is always fun. Yep. So for those of you that don't know uh, the congregation we go to, uh, time travelers is a... uh, is a deal they do for the kids on Wednesday nights, and we get to we get to play characters and act out skits. And I get typecasted in Time Travelers. Goliath yeah. and Samson are the only two parts I get asked. So, so the best the best Goliath we've ever had was uh, was our boy Ian because uh, Ian's been clumsy at least twice in Time Travelers and fallen down and just knocked the whole stage <laughs> over. <laughs> and he always here, here's what's best. It would be funny if he just. You know, knock everything down. But he always plays it off like that he meant to do it, and that he, oh, that rock is heavy. Or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little boat. <laughs> yeah, Ian's cool, man. He, he, he plays it off so well, man. It just it takes it to the next level of yeah, awesome. I've heard stories about Ian and yeah. the acting. He, he's he's one of the best. I always love it when I go back there and see him. So it's mm-hmm. always fun. Yeah, Either I don't way. get asked to do it very much anymore. <laughs> well, you embarrass your mom every time yeah. <laughs> she's in charge. Hey, true <laughs> actors know how to improv. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah, it's been a been one of them weeks, man. Still on the house hunt. I figure I will be for the next five six months. So that one did the one in, that you were looking at offer uh, fall through? Well, we looked at one and made an offer on one in Purcell, and uh, they just didn't want to come down off their price and. We kind of trust our agent on that one. You want to get into that just a minute? Because I, 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 well, what we did was we made an offer um, that was considerably lower based on the comparable things in that area. But there's not yeah. a lot to compare to. And our real estate agent even told us, "Hey, in Oklahoma City, Norman, Moore, stuff like that, there's gonna be a lot of comparables. So it's real easy to nail down that price. In a small town, a little bit harder to do. It can, it can be a, a difference." So we offered a lower price. They wouldn't come down. Um, and we were like, well, you know, because we're trying to protect our investment. There were things we were going to have to do as soon as we moved in. Because 
You made an offer, mm-hmm. and if I remember correctly, she came down nine hundred dollars. Yeah, we we made an offer eight thousand dollars less because of stuff we saw that we needed to do, and she came down nine hundred dollars. Yes. Now I, when it comes to houses, you if you have a thirty year note, mm-hmm. right? In order to drop your monthly payment a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? Which I would a uh, hundred dollars on a month on a mortgage is is what I would say is significant. Yeah, yeah. that's substantial. Yeah, you You're would thinking have to, about that. That money, but you, you would use. have to you would have to drop. That's money towards a car payment. That's thirty. I mean, and with rough math, that's thirty six thousand dollars to save a hundred dollars per month. You would have to drop the price of the house thirty six thousand dollars. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So my point is this. My point is is when you offer a nine hundred dollar decrease in price, You're not doing anything. You're looking at, I, I think I did the math, it's like $2 a month mm-hmm. at, at most on a mortgage, which on a mortgage is, is peanuts. $2 mm-hmm. is peanuts. You know what I mean? And so to me, that's just a almost offensive counter. Yeah. You know, in the, in the negotiation process. Then you offered, we'll pay your closing price, and I don't want to get too much into it, uh, but you cover closing costs, mm-hmm. right? We'll pay your asking price to cover closing. And then she said, we'll pay a thousand dollars on that, which in turn, all she did was come down a hundred dollars off her $900. Yeah. So yeah. I'm saying? They, so, they weren't, they weren't coming off. They weren't coming off anything. So, um, and the point being and, is, and is, we told them, we said, look, you know, we'll either pay this lower price that, we, that we've established or we'll do your asking price, which is an eight thousand dollar difference, and then you pay closing, which mm-hmm. is way more in the middle of where we that, both were. And that's my point. And, the and point if of, you look at the comparables that they were looking at, they only had one other house to compare it to. So they're basing this off one house. Yeah. One house controlling the whole market in that area. And that's what they're using. And if you look at it, that person paid up to six thousand dollars in closing cost. It's like, yeah, they sold the house at that price, but they also paid six thousand in closing cost. So and that's, and that's, that's kind of point. expected at this point. Whatever you're asking, whatever you're getting per square foot for this house, you need to understand that that's also kind of expecting that you would pay closing costs because that's what your market is determining, not, not and, what, and see, anything else. And then from my perspective in that area, the market is less about whatever everything's selling around it because there's nothing really out there to complain as much as the demand. How many people are offering you for this house? And that's and that's what it comes down to because in the end, a house is worth what someone will pay for it. Anything's worth what someone will pay for it. Exactly. I used to tell people that all the time. They'd say, man, you know, I had two of those King Griffey Jr. rookie cards when I was a kid that were just climbing in price. And I used to always tell them, I'm like, man, you know, yeah, they're worth 70 bucks a piece, but... They're just cards in my deck right now unless I sell them, you know, and yeah. it, and then I've got to find someone who's willing to pay that. So I never really went by that Beckett or anything. I was always just like, man, whatever somebody will pay me for a card is what I'll, I'll take and for that's, it. And that's kind of my point. But you obviously, use that as a guide. Obviously, that lady wasn't serious about but, selling the house. Well, I think she is. I just think she's serious about thinking she's going to get that price because I think they think they've got more house than they've got. And a real estate agent probably isn't. They spent a lot of money fixing that house up. And that's what I think. And they're trying to get that back. But the thing is, is not everything you spend on a house gets you money back. Mm -hmm. Some of it increases the the value of the house. Some of it only increases the marketability of the house. In other words... Like a swimming pool. Yeah, a swimming pool adds no value to the house. But if someone's looking for a house on a swimming pool, it might go off the market faster. Yeah. Then you have other things that have to be fixed for you to to even be able to buy. Yeah, or won't pass inspection. You know, if, if, if you do a bunch of landscaping in the backyard and you make your house beautiful and it's all this stuff, 
it's going to sell for whatever a 1700 1800 square foot house sells for and that's going to just make it sell faster than the one next door to it correct that's, that's what you're getting into but people want to put value on that and they want to get their money back a storm shelter necessary in this area does not add value to your house adds marketability does not add value to your house an appraiser is not going to give you money for a storm shelter they're going to appraise the house yeah so there's just things like that you have to kind of look at well what we did was i said look i'm trying to get this house to where i can afford it i want to be able to put 10 percent down if my closing costs are high i can't put 10 percent down like you said you stretch some of those numbers over a 30-year note you're talking about 50 dollars, 60 dollars a month you can kind of live with that so we came up with a different approach and I said, okay, here's the, here's, a, here's a deal for you. I'll offer you a little more than what you asked for, for your asking price. You pay all the closing costs, and when it's all said and done, the numbers will be more, just a little higher. It would be like $1,000 difference. Yeah. But the difference is, is I get to put my money towards Pretty the house and, and getting, that ec- getting that equity yeah. in there to get closer to 20%, you know, as fast as possible. Yeah. And you get a higher price for your house, but you have to pay, you know, closing costs. And we set that offer and we sent it to them. And the whole time I was thinking, man, you know, I'm really working to get in this house. And so I went and I started looking at it and looking at it and looking at it. And I kind of noticed, you know, there's not a, the dining area is just a big enough for a small kitchen table. And that's it. Living room's not really all that big. Is it nice? Yeah. It's updated head to toe and looks good. So I text Becky. I said, you know what? Our second offer was our best offer. You go ahead and tell them we're not doing that last one. Nice. So she she uh, she worked it up, and we let it slide. And I told her, I said, what's the chances that thing will be on the market in a couple of months? She said, don't throw rocks at me if it's not, but, yeah, it it'll probably will be. So I think they're going to end up – Yeah, no. They're either going to end up having to wait a long time for the right buyer – or they're going to end up taking pretty close to what we did, which was their asking price yeah, and closing costs. Was that a for a, sell by owner, or did they have a realtor? They had a realtor, What's, and he's a—it's a local real estate agent who's been doing it for about thirty years. In a town like that, that real estate agent probably controls the market, and that's what I was saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. like there's obvious, there's something that person's going around telling people what their house is worth, and then, and and then they're holding out for that, and then when they don't sell that's when the market gets more on. See, the, the market is whatever real estate agents decide it is, but then when buyers finally kind of calm down and it quits being a seller's market, it levels out, and all of a sudden it becomes more realistic. Yeah. Right now it's a seller's market, and it's an idealistic market, and real estate agents can... It's can, ebbs and flows. Yeah, the real estate agents can really control the market and help it go up. But the fact of the matter is, is you know, inflation's gone up, employee wages have stayed the same, the market's going to settle, and... People just aren't moving out of their houses because they can't move into anything. Yeah. So it's it's going to settle. It's an ebb and flow. If we could could somehow get the economy to switch to where inflation wasn't going up and we were actually seeing employee wages go up, you'd see people moving out of houses a lot more right now. Well, you need Congress to actually work with everyone else to... past plans that but you know we can't give raises right now worth it. I mean, we're giving the most petty raises ever at where I work, so... It seems like it's that way nationwide. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. When we bought our house, same thing. You know, we went in, made an offer, and we just we just made an offer. We dropped the price, and then we said we'd like you to leave this, this, this. You know, these are kind of the stipulations with the offer. One yeah. main thing was leaving the fridge. Yeah. You know, so we didn't have to go buy one. It matched everything in there. So. Yeah, it's kind of like serving, man. We're having to paddle through a lot of a lot yeah, of stuff right now, thing, but man. when it's in, it's, we want to yeah. catch the right way. And that's the thing, man. It's like. 
is we were just kind of like, okay, so we offered it. And we kept being told by a real estate agent, like, hey, you know, you need to be careful because when you make offers for your house, you couldn't, you know, make an offer where they, they th- consider themselves, okay, these people aren't serious. Yeah. And so they just deny it. Whereas and we're making an offer with the intention of a negotiation. Yeah. So here's our offer, anchor price it, you come in, we meet in the yeah. middle, and everyone's happy. So we made the offer. Well, they come back and say, okay, so we had our demands and we had our, our price, mm-hmm. right? With the expectation of we will meet your demands if you pay our price. Mm-hmm. That's That was our expectation when we made the offer. Well, they come in and they increased their asking price. Mm-hmm. So they said, no, we'll sell it to you for this, which was more money than they had it listed for. And then they X'd everything on our list. So they basically said, so, your, no, your offer offended us, and if you want to buy it now, the price just went up. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we just went, all right, obviously y'all aren't sell- serious about selling the house. We'll just go, keep, we'll keep looking. Maybe the dude recognized your email from when you offered him $2 for a pair of Oakleys on oh, eBay. Oh, it was that guy. <laughs> that is very valid. <laughs> it's, that, it's the husband of that random chick you we, trolled. We want to yeah. nix this dude quick. That's, that's valid. Yeah. Anyway, end up getting the house. But here's the funny thing. I've been selling things on on uh Facebook market, just kinda get it out of my garage and all yeah. that. Dude. No low balls. <laughs> nobody's low balling me, man. Oh, they're all just paying? Dude, I'm like you people. Like Yeah. I'll give you an example. Like I, I sold a squat rack for um I think I sold the squat rack for a hundred I hundred and seventy five dollars, right? Um I would have taken uh, he asked me what he, what I wanted for just a squat rack, and I told him two hundred. He asked if I would take one seventy five. Dude, I would have taken a hundred bucks for that squat rack, <laughs> right? Just to get it out of the garage. You yeah. come get it, I'll give it exactly. to you for free. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so, so anyway, I make hundred seventy five on that. Then I had all the weights, and someone goes, "Hey, you know, is this still available?" Says so squat rack's gone, but the weights are still there. Uh, and he goes, uh, "How much for the weights?" And I basically was like, uh. I basically told him like two hundred. Yeah. Uh, and and between what I sold the squat rack for and the weights for, I made my money back. Yeah. You know what I mean. Anyway, so I said, okay, yeah, two hundred. And so he comes and looks at me. He goes, I get the bars and everything with it. I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right, I'll take it. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself like. I easily would have parted with these weights for 120. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's always smart to price it. I, at least if it's like a lower price item, like 25 above. If it's if it's higher, 50. Yeah. Because people are always going to try. They they always try either 25 or 50. I don't know why that is. Yeah. But I had a weird interaction the other day with the uh, the golf club back there. I had to get a new driver because mine snapped mid swing. I've had it for 10 years, and uh, this guy had a. It's a brand new tailor made that he'd won in a long drive competition, and it's worth 500 bucks. Yeah. And he had it listed for three fifty, and I just sent him a message, you know, just the generic one, like you click, is this item still available? And the guy's like, "Yeah, but I'll take less for it." Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's his response. That's I'm like, "What?" what? I'm like, three uh, hundred, and he's like, "Oh yeah, sure." I so, bought I bought my daughter a new bed, yeah, uh, a couple years ago, in seventeen, and uh, um, the homeowners before us for some reason put a chandelier in their daughter's room mm-hmm. in one of the corners. So her bed would sit under that chandelier. Well, this was a loft bed with a desk underneath it. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't put her bed where her old bed was because the chandelier it, the chandelier was hanging. So I'm like, well, we can just throw it against this wall. And my daughter's like, okay. So we get her this loft bed and we stick it on that wall, right? Well, we didn't 
factor in is the vent in her room. Is right there. Right there by her face. <laughs> so if the heat's on, she's just getting this blast of hot air in her face. If the air conditioner's on, this blast of cold. So she's like, I can't sleep in this room, but in this bed, because that vent's just sitting there. So I closed the vent, told her to sleep with the door open, and that way, the whatever. So we get rid of that bed. Well, yeah. I bought it off Amazon for like one eighty, uh-huh. right? So I go find it on Amazon, and when I sell it, I I I put it at two twenty, you know, just to maybe get my money back. Mm-hmm. Well, Amazon had it had it on sale for three sixty. Oh wow! So this lady comes in and and essentially says, you know, is this bed available? Yeah, you know, doesn't even negotiate. Not even a will you take this or will you take yeah. that? It's just two twenty. Okay, here you go. And yeah took it off i'm like dude i just made money on that bet there you go so but what helped you was that the comparables and that's what it comes down to she looked at amazon probably and the same bed was 360 yeah she got a deal you know yeah but there's no but it, but but my point is is if i have it on 220 like expect that there's some wiggle room in there i well, would have yeah, sold but, it for but 150 what you should have what you should have done is got on amazon and looked at the comparables I and did. maybe tried to get a little bit more because no, you had I, a bed that appreciated in value and you sold it at a depreciated no, I, price no I, I i did i put the 360 picture on there okay i'm not that's how she knows because i put the picture on things there. are worth what people will pay for yeah but the, what she doesn't understand is i've got a 10 year old daughter who tears everything up so like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so it's that like, bed is broken up. it's not broken but it's held like it, held together with duct tape and it's it's not broken. My but Little Pony sticker. It's not new. I'll just say that it's not new. <laughs> like uh, new. But anyway, like I Adequate. said, I just from the buyer's perspective, as being a buyer on that stuff. Yeah. And and you guys know we've mentioned it here. I'm notorious at, at offensive offers. Yes. I enjoy offensive offers. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get that. I expected that as the seller. Yeah. And on the seller's end, man, like. You're kind of going to enjoy being on the other side of it, but then it just, when you saw how quickly people will stooge into a price, it probably makes you want to be an offensive buyer even more now, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. These these sellers have it too easy. I I was, there's a, a, like a fertilizer spreader. Yeah. The guy sold, was selling for $25. Um, I offered her $5 for it. (laughs) And she goes, he's pretty firm on the price. Yeah. And I went, all right. And so then she she ims me back, like, would you pay? Will you pay twenty five for it? I said, eh, I'll give you ten if you deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, dude. I know. Like I don't need it. Yeah. Like I literally was gonna. It's, it's, <laughs> he was gonna pay ten dollars just to throw it away. <laughs> no, no, no. I have one already. So the point being is, is I was gonna sell my old one and use this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just a little better. That's all. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll give you 10 if you deliver it. And she just kind of goes, she just kind of came back with like, no, we'll deliver it for if you pay our price. I'm like, I can get a new one for 30. Yeah. You know? And so anyway, it's just, it's just one of those things. I enjoy it. I just, <laughs> so I, I have, I, I've, like I've, I've said, I have every intention of buying everything I lowball. Yeah. But, but. You can walk away from it. But I'm I'm going to have fun while I, I try and get it. Well, it's a little bit harder with houses. Christmas as, tree. As you found out. Hey, the one hey, the one time <laughs> that I the one time I've paid someone's asking price was a Christmas an artificial Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah, she wanted 75, I offered Well, her you know, tis the season. Well, that's the thing, man. We didn't we 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 threw our one our old one out because it was it 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 broke. 
Yeah. So we threw it out. Ten year old that tears up everything. That's. I mean, I think that's what happened. Actually. <laughs> so it broke, and then come December. Yeah. We it just dawns on us one night like we don't have a Christmas tree. Yeah. So I went on there, and, and she had me in a corner. It's a nice one, but she had me in a corner. So yeah. Only time I ever paid full price on that stuff. Yeah, go just go cut a little limb off a pine tree and get your little Charlie Brown tree. Oh no, man, dude! You know what my eyes and sniffles would be like if I had a pine tree in my house. <laughs> we did a real tree, I think maybe one time, and it was just, and it was you know one I think me and my brother cut down from the pasture. So does that, does that bother your allergies? Uh, everything bothers my allergies. Oh, pine? And, yeah, uh, doesn't pine. Isn't that a, a big allergen I, type? You know how in a movie they always you know have the the little puny, sickly kid who has asthma and yeah. all that stuff? That was me, man. And it, I mean, I'm just older now and have a beard. No, I but, thought you were going to say that was you last week. Yeah, that's that's me always. I'm the little <laughs> puny kid that has all the allergies, used to get nosebleeds. And, Everybody's in here sniffling with yeah, allergies. Man, yeah, man. A little worm. Yeah, allergies are bad. Like, like, I'm driving down the road and you just see the fuzz. Yeah. Just... You're just like, I always Oklahoma. Get, I always get mad because anytime they show some, you know, kind of redneck guy on a movie or something, he's always like snorting and making all these weird noises. And then this time of year comes around, and I'm that guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it gets better for me. We'll close this out. Episode sixty or seventy six. Booyakasha. Yeah, we're uh, we'll close it out. I'm heading down to the Texas Hill Country. What are you doing uh, down there today? We're dropping my daughter off for my oldest for camp. All right. So she's got to camp this week. She, we're going to pick her up Friday. I think she's going to play in a softball tournament Saturday and turn around and go to the camp up here the week after. So two weeks without the the moody one. <laughs> the angry. <laughs> angry the angriest 10-year-old on the planet. Yeah, well, you know, it's valid. Her dad sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's it. We're out. (laughs)